He said, son, you're gonna drive me to drinking if you don't stop driving that hot rod Lincoln. Tell your pa Papa was a rolling stone. Goodbye, son. Goodbye, father. Your daddy don't rock and roll. Daddy, could you tell me a story before I go to bed? All I need is sugar daddy. In my daddy's garage. Come to Papa. My daddy, he disowned me because I wear my sister's clothes. I'm gonna be like you. When I was 11 years old, my father told me the facts of life. He took me in a room, he locked the door, told me all about the birds and the bees. When I was 12 years old, I tried to attack a sparrow. But I'll never forget the day my dad taught me how to swim. I thought I'd never get out of that sack. Hello, father. Your father has finally gone completely mental. No, I might be a father, and your mom might be a mother, and you might be a brother. See, that way I keep it all in the family. They know that their American forefathers took drugs. And you probably don't even know where your father is. Father's Day. No, I'm just getting warmed up. Happy to see you again. Don't be nervous. Don't be rocky. You're a teenage guest is jockey now. And let me begin by wishing you a beautiful... Like, look. Did that voice inside you say... I've heard it all before It's like deja vu All over again Don't forget your dad this weekend, please. All right, it's Friday, June 16th, 2023. You're at com. I am officially off all of the medication resulting from my trip and five days in the ho- four days in the hospital about uh, two weeks ago for this uh, kidney stone thing. So hopefully the voice is going to come back over the weekend. My family is out of town. They're actually in St. Louis right now. And um, so I'm going to try and spend the entire weekend. Well, I'm going to attempt to not speak at all. We'll see if that works. Nobody here to talk to can talk to the dog, maybe. But other than that, I'm not going to do a lot of talk. We're going to rest the voice and hopefully come back strong next week. In the meantime, this is our final day of 39th anniversary highlights here at jconthelion.com. Enjoy. And we're at the McDonald's, and we got Victor, our interpreter, here. First of all, you've been to McDonald's several times, right? Yeah, I've been here five times or six times, and I enjoyed every time. How about you, Ray? You've been a communist for a long time. And- yes, uh, well, I've, I've uh, never seen anything quite like the site you see when you walk in and see how huge and cavernous this McDonald's is. It's not like any McDonald's anyone else has ever seen. All right, Victor, let's uh, see if we can talk to some of these folks here. Let's see if we can... uh have these two uh, young gals here. Could you explain uh, what we're doing here? Really threw her for a loop, Victor. Are you sure you told her what we're doing, or did you make something I up? I did, I did, I did. Well, let's ask the first question. Так, ask her how long she's been in line here. Six minutes. Six minutes. Oh. Six minutes. Oh, good. That's very good. In English, yeah. Okay, Victor, take a hike. We don't need you. <laughs> Let's uh, ask her if she's uh, ever had uh, food from McDonald's before. No. No. What do you expect? What do you think a hamburger from McDonald's will taste like? I don't know about McDonald's. I want to visit this restaurant. 
Good morning, St. Louis. Good afternoon, Moscow time. Now, this is the guy, in, in case you're wondering who Bob Abernathy is, when Tom Brokaw is sitting there at NBC News in New York or Washington, wherever he happens to be, and says uh, for the report, let's go to Moscow. You're the guy. I'm the guy. I'm the guy in the morning. I'm the guy at night. And you I'm always, the guy who doesn't see my family. And you always have to get the cameraman to get you in the shot, and then like uh, St. Basil's Cathedral or uh, Lennon's the greatest stand-up, greatest stand-up locations in the world. Yeah. What are some of the other great background shots as a reporter that you do? All around the Kremlin, from a bridge, uh, a couple of bridges uh, over the Moscow River. Near How about the, that near giant the... swimming pool out there that we saw the other day? <laughs> Is that the wildest thing you have ever yeah. seen? There's a swimming. You know what pool. that used to be? What that used to be the cathedral. Stalin blew it up. He blew it up and left the hole, and they filled it with water, and it's a year-round swimming pool. That's right. He saw a piece with Reagan, but he... Do you remember We had a TV show, and they had some pieces, some videos about with Reagan taking part in them. Did they see with a monkey, with a chimpanzee? Did you see it with a monkey, a chimpanzee? No, no, no. Ask him if he's a sports fan. Do you like sports? Yes. Does he know anything about American sports figures? Do you know anything about American sports figures? No, I know Joe Louis Patterson. Yeah, Joe Louis Patterson. Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. Yeah. Sports figures. Chuck Norris. I don't know if Chuck Norris. I think Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. If he came to the Soviet Union, he would he would not want win if he came to the Soviet Union. Yeah. Because in the Soviet Union we have a lot of karate schools, and they are better better than the United States. Hey gang, this is JC, and Wednesday on The Breakfast Club, live from the Soviet Union, we talked with a Moscow radio disc jockey. People like very much uh, classic rock. Actually, I got a couple of telephone calls, they say, why don't you really give the teenagers uh, the stuff we've been raised on, like Rolling Stones, The Doors, uh, The Beatles, uh, you know, 10 years after Santana, this type of music. And we talked to the Soviet citizens in line at the Moscow McDonald's. Would you have any kind of a message for the American people? Plus, the Moscow correspondent for NBC News, Bob Abernathy, checked in. We have an apartment. We live in a in an apartment furnished by the government. Is it up to your expectations? Oh, yeah. Can we stay there? <laughs> and we saw some kid in front of the Moscow News Building wearing a Chicago Cubs no, jersey. I don't know Tell him that the Chicago Cubs have been a losing team since 1908. <laughs> we'll see you back in St. Louis Monday. Dos Vidania from JC and Joe and the Breakfast Club. We go to the Gateway International Raceway where Steve Schlanger is in the broadcast booth, in the announce booth. What's the deal? That's right. We're at the perch high above the Gateway International Raceway. And I must say, JC, that this interview between myself and also Bruce Flanders, the track announcer, is going out to everyone within listening distance of the Gateway International Raceway. This includes people on the infield, people in the grandstands, anybody in the vicinity yeah. of Madison, Illinois. Now, now, they can hear you, but they can't hear us. Is that correct? Yes, and that's the way we designed it. They cannot <laughs> hear you. For once, they cannot hear you. Now, Fans of J.C. Corcoran, you cannot hear him. Now, Bruce was on the air with us last year when he was in here in town, right? Yes, I was. Yep. Oh, yes, oh, you boo, are. Boo, boo, boo. Yeah. 
So uh, let's just talk about where you've been. Where so uh, what's been on the road for the last couple of weeks for you guys? Oh wow, I've been I've been motocrossing the last couple of weeks and watching uh, guys like Jeremy McGrath go fast on motocross. I understand, JC, you're quite a motocross fan. They tell me you are a racing fool. Oh yeah, 15 I, years. I still yeah. got he's mud, a gearhead. I got mud in my teeth as we yeah. speak. You got <laughs> the fool part right. <laughs> hey, congratulations on the 15 years, dude. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. It's 14, but who's counting? Although somebody really should have put him into the wall around turn two or three or four years ago, I think. <laughs> I think we scraped him off of the wall last year. Here, didn't <laughs> Bruce is real busy this morning, by the way, as you can tell by the fact that we are the ones on the PA and he's not announcing racing. He's been actually charting the progress of the flatbed trucks going around the oval this morning, <laughs> trying to dry the track in time for racing. Bruce, uh, a compelling profession you have here. This is certainly a fun morning, isn't it? I mean, this is when the guy reaches back and goes, and there they go, into turn number two. And you always worry whether or not maybe Dick Trickle is driving one of those tow trucks. Now, describe the type of day you have. I mean, you arrive early and stay pretty late, don't you? Yeah, we're here from about 6.30 in the morning until the last little, lost little kid is picked back up by his parents. It gets to be long Sundays. Or at least a snatch by somebody who gets him out of the racetrack so they can close up for the night, right? We sell the last kid if his parents don't. Hey, Bruce, uh, do you have a general thing that you begin your racing afternoons with? I mean, when you finally actually go on and you start the whole thing off, do you have a spiel that you usually go through? I don't think there's anything standard. Uh, no, it, it varies with the type of racing that you're at. In this particular racing, uh, the, the cart FedEx championship sells itself, and the announcer's just kind of along for the ride. Well, I mean, 60,000 people are there. They're in their seats. They're ready for the thing to go, and you, you don't have anything to go, good afternoon, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Well, like I, I make it into the clothing optional period. If anybody gets naked, I go there. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm like you. I'm looking for the party. <laughs> And it's not just a cold, static read that you do. I mean, you inject personality, don't you, from time to time? Uh, we do as much as we can, and then if you've done too much of it, you find out they don't invite you back next year. <laughs> what type of response do you get from people in the pits and on the infield that actually follow the series and work with the racers? Uh, absolute both ends of it. Some of them want to kill me, flame me on the World Wide Web, and others want to invite me home and introduce me to their daughter. <laughs> then, then you are doing your job, because if you aren't pissing, I'll tell you, I, 14 years I've been here, if you aren't pissing at least some of the people off some of the time, you're not doing a good job. That's right. You're not going to keep all of the people happy all of the time, so stuff it. Yeah, absolutely. Very good. There yes. you go. What's the worst reaction you've ever gotten from anybody, and what did you say to get it? Oh, I think it had something to do with religion at one time, and the man misinterpreted it, and I know he's on his way to heaven, uh, and I better not touch that one any further. And a final thought before we let you go and wrap things up here from the booth at Gateway International Raceway. On a day like this, I'm sure you have them all over the country where it's raining, no activity on the track except the trucks driving around. It's sort of like a baseball announcer filling time during a rain delay. What are the stories you have to come up with? Uh, I turn the mic off and make fewer mistakes on rainy days like this because, honestly, with an El Nino type of year, it has actually rained on every one of the kart races. Even Rio this year, they got rain. And the announcer can make a mistake, as JC will know. There's sometimes that you wish you'd left the button off. <laughs> All right, now, uh, here's the deal, Bruce. We have, you know, your voice booming out with 5 million watts of power and everybody getting ready for the big weekend. I want you to just, over the loudspeaker system right now with the engines racing, Don't I want you to say, to hey, sports monster, bite me! Don't do it. I'm going for it. You ready? Love to keep, make sure everything's, uh, hey, sports monster! Bite me. <laughs> hey, Bruce, thanks very much. I come up here, try to promote you a little bit, and what do you do? You rag on me. I'm going to hurt you if you stay much longer. <laughs>
Thanks, Bruce. Thank yeah, thank you, Bruce. Appreciate it. Now, David, the last time you were here, you graced us with uh, a couple of bars of Eye of the Tiger. We put you on the spot. No <laughs> vocal exercises, no warm-up, no nothing. Yeah, thanks. But, but, <laughs> <laughs> so for that reason, we're going to do it again. We'll even give you a little echo. We'll give you a little ambiance here and everything like that. Can you just uh, give us a, a couple of bars? Your choice, ladies and gentlemen, former lead singer, survivor David Beckler, live on the air here in the studios of K-Hits 96. Go, Dave. Rising up. Back on the street, did my time, took my chances. Went the distance, now I'm back on my feet. Just a man and his will to survive. It's the eye of the tiger, it's the thrill of the fight. Rising up to the challenge of our rival. And the last known survivor stalks his prey in the night. And he's watching us all with the eye. Of the tiger. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh God! Did you, know, did you, you notice there was no cheat sheet? Eight twenty-five in the morning. <laughs> he did it. He that did it. Great, Dave. Guys, again, congratulations on the success of these whole things. And right here in St. Louis, well, obviously, you've got everybody's wait, wait, hearts wait, and just, souls. Just a second. Oh, yeah. Oh. Just. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> What's happening? Just What's happening? Uh oh, they're being handed scripts. Uh oh. Yes. <laughs> oh, you thought you wouldn't become a victim, did you? Here we go. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, JC and the U-Man in the morning. JC and the U-Man in the morning. A U-Man of Genius quick poll. Would you pay 350 bucks for a single concert ticket? If so, how many do you need? Can I buy half a ticket? The new book or pamphlet or PDF that will become a movie. 20 Minutes in the Dark with J.C. By Jennifer Sparks. Somebody help me! Fiction featuring 14 out-of-focus extreme close-up flash shots of J.C. getting annihilated. Mistaken identity! So crack open an ice-cold Bud Light. It ain't a perfect night in Missouri without a little pulled pork and K-Hits 96. It's whatever you want! Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Oh, man! <laughs> nice job, guys. Yeah. This goes back to about 1990, I think was the year, and uh, Tommy Shaw came into the studio with a guitar and just sat with us for the better part of a show, and at the end of the show, he goes, you guys are a lot of fun. I heard you saying something about you're doing a remote broadcast at noon today. I go, yeah, it's Cinco de Mayo. We're going to go set up at the uh, Casa Gallardo at that time. It was the Casa Gallardo. <laughs> out at Westport, and he said, well, I'll come out there, too. Like, what are you talking about? You're going to come and follow us out, and, and I'll bring the guitar. We'll have some fun. We managed to uh, round up a drummer, and everything went very, very cool. So here's a little montage of moments from that day. Tommy Shaw in the studio, and then later on, out at Casa at Westport. It was just one of those memorable days. Just one of those days I will never forget. So this, this, these songs were important to me in the early days, and I still get... Uh... I still have people come to me and tell me, you know, that this that Crystal Ball was a, was a very important song for them, and it, this this song was one of those gifts from me that that uh, I was sitting at my, at my mother's house, living in Alabama, and it just came to me, and I wrote it down, wrote it so fast, I wrote it twice. You know, there was there was enough for two songs there, but so anyway, Tommy Shaw.
sit and gaze for days through sleepless dreams All alone and trapped in time All alone and trapped in time Get a chance to look ahead and see Soon as I find myself a crystal ball Soon as I find myself a crystal ball But tell me, tell me where I'm going I don't know where I've been Tell me, tell me, won't you tell me Sound great. God. Gotta have another one of these donuts. When <laughs> <get> the <laughs> That's where you get the energy, huh? <laughs> and a warm St. Louis welcome for our guest today, Tommy Shaw. Yeah! All right. See, I love this. I got a couple of guys from California here that's raining and they don't know what to do with this. You guys don't mind weather here, do you? Nah. So Okay, you guys doing okay? Yeah. Girls with guns. Girls with guns. Duck! Ooh. <laughs> Everybody hit the floor. <laughs> I haven't played this in about 10 years. I tell you now.
That's close. <laughs> Thank you. The reason I said everyone is because I don't remember how to play that one. Okay, any other requests before I play something? Damn Yankees. Stairway to heaven, what? How about, see, it takes the, some of the damn Yankee stuff. I need my good buddy Jack Blades here, but I could do a little bit of... Y'all want to hear? I, this this is kind of unusual, but I does anybody familiar with the Roy Orbison song called "Crying"? Now, now, now hold on a second here. Now, Roy Orbison had uh, like uh, he could hit four octaves or something. Is that right? Well, no one can do it justice, but I, I'd like to give it a shot. All right. Good. Tommy Shaw. Because Roy Orbison. The first time I ever appeared on television, I did a Roy Orbison song when I was in the sixth grade. What was it? It was uh, Pretty Woman. I dedicated it to my sixth grade teacher. Yeah, all right. T so, Tommy, do you need these dark so glasses? So Mrs. Hinton, do you need these I'm going to dedicate glasses? this one to you, too. <laughs> yeah, do I need the glasses yeah. for this? We have sunglasses if you want them. You can do a whole, uh, you can do a whole Roy Orbison thing here. Here you go. All right, y'all bear with me on this one. I got a label on this thing. Roy never had labels on his glasses. <laughs> I was all right for a while. I could smile for a while. But when I saw you last night, you held my hand so tight. When we stopped to say hello. Though you wished me well, you couldn't tell that I didn't cry over you, cry over you, then you sat so long and left me standing. All alone, alone and crying I thought that I was over you And it's true, so true I love you even more than I did before But darling, what can I do?
J.C. Corcoran Podcast.